the Tootsie Roll of greatness and goodness rolled in a single package. History is littered with great men, brilliant men, you know, people who were genius in many different ways. But when you combine genius and true brilliance, intellectual brilliance, with an incredible goodness, that you don't see too often. And that kind of is stunning and takes one's breath away. Paradoxically, what's been lost in the patina of his myth is actually how incredibly smart he was. Like in any room, rest assured, he was the smartest man in that room. So when we talk about the ways we can love Lincoln, I don't know if any of us will ever reach the heights that you've reached in loving Lincoln. (laughs) But when we talk about the ways to love Lincoln, you say there are three major ways. Let's talk about that. Well, the Greeks uh, defined, and I'm half Greek, half Irish, but the Greeks defined love in three ways. They had eros, romantic erotic love, philotis, which is kind of the Aquarian friendship love of human being and friend to friend. And the final one was um, agapi, uh, which is in sort of the, the Greek definition, that's the love, that the unconditional love that God has for humanity, so to speak. That's the transcendental love. And I think the reason that that we love Lincoln. And people love Lincoln, they don't even know why they love Lincoln. I mean, that was me in the beginning. You just kind of gravitated to this homely good soul that was enshrined everywhere on the penny in Washington. He was an extremely loving person. And I actually believe on an energetic level, we feel that love. It was so extraordinary and so great that it echoes down through the centuries. And we can feel it. We feel this man's energy field. And we certainly feel the ripples of his extraordinary achievement that we are still feeling the benefit of, and generations will. I mean, that will never end, that he was so beloved. When he died, the funeral procession was beyond anything the country had ever seen. Did he have any close friends? Yes. I mean, Lincoln was an Aquarius, and we're going to talk about that because I am an astrologer. And part of the evening is going to be how can we learn to love in the way that Lincoln did to propel us into this age of friendship and fellowship. Lincoln had friends wherever he went, and he kept his old and good friends. Like Herndon was his law partner who knew Lincoln better than anyone. And actually, when he died and the apotheosis of Lincoln began, he started trying to rebut the mythology and explain, no, this was a human being with flaws and flesh and blood. And and yet it's the myth almost closely follows the reality. So he had Herndon. He would make friends everywhere he went. Lincoln was followed by the sound of laughter, goodwill, and friendship everywhere. Um, He had friends like the Clary Grove boys were these hard-wrestling, mud-throwing, really big, muscular guys, and he wrestled them, and they became his friends forever. And what about his love life? Well, his love life is interesting. He was shy. He was awkward. He had lost his mom at nine, and he was also, by all accounts, extremely homely. Like, there's a quote that I wrote in preparation for this very interview, and then we'll get immediately back to his love life. But this is like Senator McClure goes to his house to discuss with him the upcoming issues of the day. And I forget exactly at which point in history this was. And this is a common reaction to, the, to Abe the Babe. Um, he, he opens the door, and there's Lincoln, ill-dressed, hair standing up on edge. I mean, he was our first grunge president, like really homely, could not manage grooming correctly. His clothes never fit him right. His wrists showed too much. His shin bones, his, his feet, like his pant leg didn't touch his shoes. 
and then McClure is just horrified, but is invited in, and they sit and begin to talk, and then he said, you know, after an hour time with this man, I forgot all the grotesque, and that's a very powerful word, grotesque, and this is somebody who likes Lincoln. Right. I forgot all the grotesque qualities which so confounded me when I first greeted him. Before half an hour had passed, I learned not only to respect but indeed to reverence the man. It's not surprising to me that Abraham Lincoln didn't ever learn how to, you know, dress well. First of all, he was much taller than the average human at the time. And secondly, he basically raised himself, didn't he? He did. I mean, that's what's remarkable to me on a soul level. I mean, there are many of us, you know, and this is the age of therapy and healing, and, you know, yes, trauma and all of these things played terrible parts in people's lives. And that's, in fact, one of the things Lincoln wanted to fight about, the effects of the brutality of slavery and even poverty. But when we think about where he came from and that this soul was able to rise, and not only rise, but to set his intention. I mean, we, we do intention setting every new moon. Here's this guy's intention. I have no other ambition so great as that of being truly esteemed by my fellow men by rendering myself worthy of their esteem. A man who grew up in poverty and basically orphaned. But we started off talking about his marriage, and you said it right. was complicated. What's even more complicated was his dating life. He was awkward. He, he did, And he said, you know, I have, like he's writing back with the, and forth with this woman that he, you know, really was trying to court at the time. And he said, I want in all cases with women to do the right thing and with you in particular. And that one didn't work out. Then there was Aunt Rutledge who died, who he really loved. I believe she died of the milk disease that took his mother. And um, so he's just riddled with, you know, loss and even romantically. Then he meets Mary Todd, and he does sort of promise to marry her. And then just as he has promised to marry her, he meets this beautiful young woman, Matilda Edwards, the beautiful 18-year-old, and something develops there. And he really falls for her and falls hard, but he has pledged himself to marry Todd. And this is sort of what I find remarkable on the Eros front, that he put his sense of honor before those incredibly strong feelings that pull one to another. Probably by then he had maybe realized that Mary Todd was not going to be a walk in the park, that this was a very high-maintenance lady, although brilliant in her own way, and I won't put her down because she's a hero too in a lot of ways. But check out this quote because he's, he's tortured by this decision that he has to make between these two women. Who knows exactly what happened, but one can infer from reading this that he had written to a dear friend. Before I resolve to do one thing or the other, I must regain my confidence in my own ability to keep my resolves once they are made. In that ability, you know... I once prided myself as the only or at least the chief gem of my character. That gem I lost, how and when you too well know. I have not yet regained it, and until I do, I cannot trust myself in any matter of much importance. Like, here we are in this age of real rampant self-seeking. You know, we want to find our own happiness. And, I mean, I think it's an okay thing to want to be happily mated in one's marriage. That's one of the biggest decisions you will make in your life. And it can be utterly disastrous if you make it wrong. And here's Lincoln saying what's more important is that I keep my word and that I keep my sense of honor and do what I resolve to do. What I have learned from listening to you talk about Lincoln is he is a man that knew his own mind very well. 
very, very well. And he was guided by principle. I think the reason that we love him is that I think his overarching concern was the long-term welfare of humanity, and especially this country. And in everything that he did, with very few exceptions, you know, and the Native American exception is one of them. I mean, he was in the Black Hawk Wars. His grandfather was killed by a Native American and caused the extreme. That death uh, caused the poverty that he lived in all his life. And yet he didn't show malice, although he was responsible for the hanging of something like 42 Native Americans. He was, what was put on his desk was something like 350 to be hanged in this, you know, war. And he sat and read each one individually and got that number down to 40-something. I don't think many other presidents would have done that, but I can certainly understand the resentment that Native America would have for him and every other president of the United States. But I think his overarching concern was for everyone's welfare, including the South. He was extremely non-malicious toward the South. And even in his final inaugural address, I mean, the famous words are, with malice for none, with charity for all, let us bind up the wounds of the nation. I mean, I don't have it perfectly memorized, but I mean, that right there is an extraordinary statement given what had just occurred. And would that be an example of his agape love? That would be it. I mean, I think that would be it. And also just his reminders to not judge the South, his extreme, almost compulsive pardoning of people, of soldiers, his walking through Confederate hospitals, there's one account where he, you know, he's, you know, reviewing the troops and there's a, con- a hospital that has the Confederate wounded and he asks to go in. And there's a boy who's like, you know, close to death. And he goes and sits by him and holds his hand. And he says, do you know who I am, son? And the, the boy is like nodding yes. And he said, it's wrong that we should be enemies. You know, we, sh- we, we should be friends. You know, many on the southern side were watching him and knew that somebody extraordinary was at the helm. He was never ever inciting vengeance, ever. In fact, always the opposite. And that's the universal love. So, And that's extraordinary, given what had just occurred in the country, like the bloodletting that had just happened that this man was saying malice for none. 